You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. While you were skipping stones, building forts, and flying kites, I was missing school and on my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me, growing up Broadway. Little me. Hello, welcome back to Little Me Growing Up Broadway with me. Mark Tuminelli. My guest today shot to national stardom when he appeared on season 14 of America's Got Talent. After a show-stopping performance, he received the golden buzzer, sending him straight to the quarterfinals, as well as viral acclaim. Following his success on AGT, he made his professional acting debut as the series regular on Disney Plus series, The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. He starred in the Netflix musical movie, 13, The Musical, this summer, he could be seen playing the role of Christopher L. in the very anticipated theater film, Theater Camp, starring Ben Platt. And next up, you can see him starring as Bobby Strong in the Broadway Workshop Project Broadway's main stage production of You're in Town, directed by me. Please welcome Luke Islam. Hi, Luke. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I've known you from the beginning, and I'll never forget you coming into a workshop and belting your face off. And I was like, this kid is a huge star. Was that Lindsay Mendez's workshop? Is that your first one? No, I think my first one was Howard Meltzer. Oh God, Howard Meltzer. TV casting yeah. director, Howard Meltzer. Yeah. Okay, so when did you realize that you had this sort of special spark and you needed to like seek out opportunities outside of like your own community? Um. Well, when I was really little, I, I always wanted to be on AGT. I was just like a huge fan of the show. And my friend was on it like when I was in like third grade and she did really well. And she played basketball with my sister. So I was like, oh, maybe I should try auditioning for AGT. And I did not get it at all. I did not even make it past producers round twice how old were you then uh, i think the first time i auditioned i was in second grade and i sang uh listen by beyonce <laughs> Listen, mm, okay. and it was it was very awful but then you know after the, after i tried those two times for like a professional career i kind of like stopped trying and then um then this waitress karaoke thing 
Yeah, let's talk about waitress karaoke. So Uh the world sort of became aware of you because Mm -hmm. it kind of explained to the people what waitress karaoke was. Yeah. So there's there's this Broadway musical called Waitress. Well, everybody knows that who listens to that. A lot of, yeah. (laughs) And they have this thing afterwards where they invite like fans to come on stage and sing with the band songs from the show. Um, And usually cast members from Waitress host it. Um, and they do it like once every month when it was still on Broadway. And you have to like a pre-audition? Like how do they know you weren't going to be like embarrassing? Actually, the it's all random. When you get to the theater, you just put your name on a list and it's, they pick out of a bag on stage. And if you get called up, you, you, you're, you do. So So you got called up and Jason Mraz was there. Yes. I, yes. And someone else from the show too, and right? Tiffany Mann. Okay. Yeah. Tiffany Mann. Wow. And, um, mm-hmm. and then you sang, she used to be my, oh no, you sang, sang what, what bacon, bacon, can, bacon do. can do. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody lost their mind. Tell me what's going through your mind. <laughs> yes. How old are you? So, are you like 11 or 12 then? I was 12, I think. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, talk to me about it. Um, so the thing was like, I was so determined to get on that stage. I wasn't even sitting with anyone. I was sitting alone when they called me my name. I was that like little boy like waiting. And then when they called me up, I didn't know where my mom was. I was just like, I'm going. And then when I got up on stage, I'm like kind of looking for my mom. Like, where is my mom? Like, what if she's like not okay with this? So I was just like, whatever. I'm just going to sing what baking can do. And it was the most surreal thing. Like, I literally felt like I was on Broadway. Like, there was a band. Well, you were. Playing. You were standing on Broadway like, with yeah. the band from Waitress, uh-huh. standing center stage, singing what Baking could do. If you've not seen mm. that clip, and it's very, it's gone it's- viral. So you can watch it on YouTube right now, but it is unbelievable. But from the second oh. you open your mouth, the audience goes nuts. Like, they just yeah, were oh expecting that voice out of you, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess I was so little that they weren't expecting that I could, like, actually sing the song. But... Um, hopefully I think it went very well because that's how I actually got on AGT. Like it so was how did those things connect to each other? Because okay, so basically in the comment section is where this happens. Um, because a producer Which is a very dangerous section for you to be reading in general. <laughs> I know. Well, like, look, like Beyonce said, don't read the comments, but when you're not her, you have to. For this um she said that, but like, no, because I read it and there was this producer from AGT who I'm like very good friends with now, obviously, but he was like, um, you know, we cast this show called America's Got Talent, which, you know, you obviously knew about. Uh, so I was like, he was like, give me your mom's email. And I was like, here it is. Like, like, and I, I think I gave him her phone number too in the comment section. So anybody. <laughs> this episode is called comment section. Keep yes. Um, and so, yeah. And then they started emailing my parents being like, you know, about this opportunity and they didn't think it was real at first. So. Well, it could be really shady. Like, yeah, it, okay. it was a little strange. Um, so at first they were like, this isn't real, Luke. Don't get too excited. And then when it was real and they kept asking me to send in some more videos of me singing. And then I ended up coming in for like the auditions that I had always went to, like the open calls. 
But um, this time I was pulled to the front of the line and I was in a room. So I was like, ooh, this is real. (laughs) And then um, after that, they they said that that they loved me. And then I just kept sending more videos. And then they were like, "Mm, we don't know because we have too many little boy pop singers. So I don't think this is like, you know, you might not get aired. And then I was like, "Mm, I want to get aired. Yeah, duh. So I was like, what can I do? And they were like, do you like singing anything else? And I was like, well, I love Broadway. I mean, like, that's my thing. And they were like, oh my God, no, like you can't do that. Like we don't, that's not going to sell. And I was like, okay. But then they were like, wait, what if they like, you know, what if that's your thing? Like your main, main thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a sob story. So that could be, yeah, it has to be. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, that's what we went with. And then I started sending videos of, like, she used to be mine and, like, waiting for life and just, like, trying to find the right song. And so did they tell you, like, we want you to do the show, we want you to sing She Used to Be Mine mm-hmm. on the, like, the actual TV show? Yeah. And then when they had, they called me when it was getting closer and they were like, you're going to audition in person for, like, the judges and we're going to fly you out. Like next weekend. And I was like, oh my God. Like, and I knew that there was a possibility that I wouldn't get aired, but I did not care. I was like, whatever happens, happens. And, and that's, that's why I'm saying like AGT as much as like, I, there are rumors. I, it's not scripted because there's no way in hell that I thought I was getting that golden. Yeah. Like, okay. So you perform. You do. She used to be mine. It's like the greatest performance ever. ABT, everyone loses their mind. Um, and then tell me what you're feeling like the second it's over. Like, did you feel good about it in the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like you no. can hear your voice. You like, you know, honestly, you're good. No, because it, I was, I had to take some things. I wasn't really feeling good that day. I just remember okay. being like, oh no. So I was really nervous anyways. And then when I got on stage, I was so emotional. Like even before I started singing, like, and it's, you can clearly see it in the video. Yeah, it's so sweet. I just was so like losing my mind to the point where like, I was like, I don't even care how I sound like this. I I made it just talking to them. So, um, no, I wasn't expecting anything. <laughs> and then when that happened, I literally lost my mind because I so- was also... The first yeah. Golden buzzer in, yes. Kid. First golden buzzer. So um, Julianne Huff gives you the golden buzzer and then confetti comes down and every, you're on the floor. And um, what what is the first thing that goes through your mind as a, as like a kid having this the first experience? The thing that goes through my mind is like, uh, what is this going to do to me? Like, yeah. I was like, what's going to happen after this? Like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess I was kind of like, what does this mean really? Cause once I left the, the auditorium, it's like everything went back to normal, but I'm like, I know it's going to air sooner or later. And then things are going to start getting weird. So I was just kind of thinking about all that. Um, and you were doing Shrek with us at the time, yeah, right? At probably workshop. I was. So this is a funny story I tell all the time, but now I'll tell it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So your dad calls me and every time I get a call from a parent, during production, I'm like, this is normally bad news for me and good news for them. And so your dad called me and said, I just want to tell you, Luke got the golden buzzer, but you can't tell anyone. But wait, I don't watch America's Got Talent. So I have no idea what that meant. I was like, great. Can he be in the show or not? Like, I had no, I had no excitement about it as I didn't know what it meant. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, it's, he could still be in the show, but 
just so you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't care. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then of course I had no idea what a big deal it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling someone, I was like, oh, Luke, the, you know, that great kid, he's got the golden buzzer. And people were like, that's a very big deal, Mark. <laughs> and so um, I'm sure for you, you knew what a big deal it was. So you had to like yeah. be a regular kid before you could go back to do America's Got Talent again, mm-hmm. right? So what I told all my friends. Yes, of course. Tell us, tell us. I told all my friends immediately. I was like, guys, I did it. Like, and I remember someone, someone leaked it on Instagram and there was like, it wasn't me, I swear. (laughs) And there was like a picture of me. And I was just like, you know, I was telling all my friends and I was also kind of like, then again, I was also like, what if this show is fake and she gives like three golden buzzers and you know what I mean? Yeah, you so just never know. You never know. So once that happened and I wasn't going back for judge cuts, I was a little worried because you skip around. So it's good because you don't have to worry about being eliminated. But it's also like, what if people are like, who is this kid? Like, yeah. if they forget about my audition. So then it was me being like, when I come back, I have to be 10 times better and I have to like think about what I'm going to sing. If am I going to change it now or am I going to keep going Broadway? Then we did this like you will be found arrangement. That was so fun. Was uh, that your choice? How did you decide to do Dear Van Hansen? So a lot of it really isn't my choice. I yeah. can give a lot of input and like suggestions and the music team is very, very open and they're wonderful. But ultimately, the song that you choose, like, is not fully your decision. Yeah. So I was like... Would you have done something different if you had full reign? I don't think I would have done anything different that round because You Will Be Found was great. But Never Enough was the next song I sang the next round. And, like, I think I may have sang something, like, a little bit different just because, like... I, I I don't know. I wanted to sing something upbeat. I did too many ballads, I feel uh-huh. like. And, and it's the audience is looking for something. Upbeat. And you were showing uh, kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, was there something you were fighting for that you were like, I think this might be a better choice? Or when you're that little, yeah. I imagine you're just sort um, of like. Yeah, actually there up. was. I w- They changed it to Never Enough last second. I was oh. originally supposed to do The Impossible Dream. Oh, also and, a ballad, but yeah, also valid. Um, but I was gonna do like the Cynthia Revo version. Yes. It was it was fun. And or like bring him home, I think was also an option. But all but yeah, it's it's all just you okay. know. So when you get after that high, I want to talk about two things. The night mm-hmm. the golden buzzer aired for you must have yeah. been a wild change, like mm-hmm. from day to night, all of a sudden. Everybody knows who you are because not only are you on a show that people are watching, but you're on a moment that kind of went very viral. So people who weren't watching America's Got Talent still saw it. So I'm sure your whole world changed after that first performance. Yeah, it was wild. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, So the night that it aired, I remember I had a, a big party and I had all my friends over and I wasn't really on my phone. So... I was just kind of watching it with them and enjoying the moment. So nothing that night really happened. But then the next morning I woke up <laughs> and my phone had like 20,000 followers. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like, and then I also see all these things like 
all these like memes, like why is he on the floor? Why is he crying? So it's just like so many different reactions at once. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is, this is great. And then I, at that point, I think I realized like, I, I love this. Like I want to be, I don't know what I want to be like an actor, a singer, but I just want to be a a performer because like, this is really fun. Like, and the thing that I could go back and tell myself is like, it's really nice to have a lot of attention on you at the moment, but it doesn't last. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know what I mean? Like when people have their big moments, you know, that you have them, but it's just a moment. So I think I would go back and tell myself to like, just bask in it more and enjoy, like enjoy everything that's happening to me and be more grateful. Cause it all happened so fast to the point where like, I was so little I barely even rem- like I can't tell. Yeah, no, I'm sure because it was like a flash when yeah. you get eliminated from something like that, where mm-hmm. you know a lot of eyes are on you. You know, you're essentially like the golden boy of the of this show. And mm-hmm. then when it doesn't feel like it's worked out or you got eliminated, mm-hmm. how hard was that for you to sort of handle? At oh, that age? it was very hard for me. Like, yeah, I was really upset. Um, I wasn't really upset with the show at all or none of that. I was kind of just like sad that it was over. That's the, really the only thing because I had made such good friends and this is very cliche, like, oh, I'm going to miss the people, but it's true. Like mm-hmm. with everything I do now, it's just like the people and it's those connections you make. That's kind of like, oh, that's what you kind of get adapted to and used to. And then when you have to go, that's like the hardest part is saying goodbye to everyone. So I was also kind of worried, like, what happens next? Because being an actor at that point was not in the picture at all. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was. Were you getting like, offers about like making a record or is there were there people like contacting your family and you and your management yeah. about doing a what what happened with those things? Well, I actually didn't have a manager at that point. Um, or any representation or nothing. So I was getting a bunch of these like emails, like, oh, are you looking for a manager? But I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And I kind of didn't like understand that, like how the whole entertainment industry worked at all. So I let it all just sit there in my emails. Like, what is this? I don't need that. I don't need a manager. What's that? Like, like, uh, um, and yeah, and and then the more I showed my dad this stuff, he's like, no, Luke, you should be sending me these emails. Like, they're important stuff. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then after, you know, looking at the emails closely with my dad, we didn't really, like, connect to any of them that mm-hmm. reached out. And, like, I just didn't feel right. So I waited a little bit, and I'm pretty glad I did because... Then AGT reached out and they were like, hey, we do this show called AGT The Champions where we yeah, have- Yeah, we're about, that's my next thing to talk about. Yeah. So you get invited back for AGT Champions. Tell yeah. me about that pressure sort of going back into it, knowing what you knew from the first time. Yeah. Well, let's see, the second time going back, <laughs> it was a mess. It was just- nice. It was just a mess because I wasn't supposed to be there- I was a semi-finalist, not a finalist. So, so I wasn't really eligible, but someone dropped out of the show. So they called me and I was like, oh, what is this? This is cool. But 
I was literally just on it a month ago because they filmed it a month later. Got it. So um, I was like, I don't really know if this is the best decision for me right now, but I don't have anything else. So let's do it. So um, I went into it and immediately when we were talking music, we were like, they were like, you should switch it up because you don't want to go in with the same thing. And I'm like, I agree, but I also don't want to do anything that's out of my comfort zone completely, which would mean learning a new song. And that's exactly what I did. I learned a new song by Celine Dion that I've never heard in my life. (laughs) And I was like, because they recommended it to me and it was beautiful. It was a great song. Uh, The arrangement was nice. It just, it wasn't good enough. It, it just truly wasn't. I, I had so much better options that we were getting to, but. And then Simon said you chose the wrong song, which if you were already feeling that way, and then that's the response, I'm sure yeah. in that moment you were like, oh Lord. Well, also in that moment, I was just like, how do I say that I didn't want to pick that song? <laughs> like, cause he literally asked me why I picked it. So it's yeah. like, it's things like that where I just realized, like, dang, like, this just feels really horrible because I went home the next day. Oh, so, bummer. But, um, but things things looked up for you because yeah. not long after, then did Shrek happen after all of this or was like in between it? Shrek, Shrek happened in between my, audi- no, Shrek happened in between my audition and it actually airing. Got it. Yeah. Uh, well, you were brilliant. As Donkey and our Thank Shrek. You. Thank um, you. Great performance. Um, but you start working with our buddy, John Mara, who we love. Yes. And uh, eventually you book a very big TV show, which is this remount of The Mighty Ducks. Were you familiar with the movie that like, I grew up not watching because it was about hockey? But yeah. I, it was a very big deal for boys my age, just not this Yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. No. I was familiar. Um with the first movie that I was forced to watch in health class, but wait, why did you watch it in health? Class? I don't know. Everyone always asks me that. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was just a weird choice. Okay. But no, I wasn't really very familiar with it, but I did kind of understand how much of a big deal it was that they were rebooting something from like so long ago that so many people love. Yeah. So I was like, this is crazy. And I also got the, John talked about it with me at our very first meeting. He was like, he was like, also, before I send you home, I just want to tell you, like, you want to get started right now. There's this pilot and they've been looking for someone to play Coob. And I just feel like you'd be so good. Like, should I send you in tomorrow? Like, and I was like, what? Like, and you booked it. And I literally booked, it was so fast and crazy but okay so how wild being this broadway kid who really knows theater and is obsessed with theater and obsessed mm-hmm. with singers to change the total game to start doing film and tv which is just a totally different animal how mm-hmm. fast did you learn how stressed out were you on your first couple of days on set talk to me about yeah that. well at first the auditions it was very clear i was a theater actor <laughs> Because the only notes I was given was deadpan, more calm down, be less chill. Um, So I knew I had to, it was a big change, but I loved it. I remember the second I was on my first day, I was like, 
I literally feel like I'm at like camp because everything is on a, on a schedule and there's like people taking me where I need to go. Like what is <laughs> happening? Um, like I'm getting talked to about costumes. Like it's just all so, so weird and so different. So I'm like, this is a really cool experience. Um, it was a little weird at first because with the whole camera, like I didn't, I didn't realize how long it takes for scenes to be filmed. Oh my God, like, it takes forever. Yeah. And also since my show was a hockey show, we had to do two weeks of hockey training before we even started um, doing fittings oh or anything like yeah. that. So I I couldn't learn. I, I literally could not learn. Like when I tell you I was there every day trying, I didn't learn. I They had to put me in boots because I literally could not learn. Like, it was the hardest thing I've ever, ever, ever done in my life, skating. I yeah. can't. So that was can one of the hardest Can parts. you still not skate? No. At 20 episodes, still no. can't skate. Okay. No. <laughs> not at all. Like, I could, if I tried now, I think I just fall on my face. Like, Did you learn a lot about hockey? Like, are you like, yeah. know a lot about hockey? Mm -hmm. So the thing is, like, they were like, you don't have to skate because you're the goalie. But. Great learn the hand mo movements and stuff and you'll be fine um so in the first episode in the pilot i did actually skate but it's fine because we had to be bad and there's this like one take where i fell and they used it Great. um and then after that they were like no but they gave me training so i learned all the goalie stuff i didn't really learn much of it in season one because we weren't supposed to be good but for season two when we had to be good I was, we were all training in the beginning because it had been like a year and a half since we filmed. So it was all just stress, stress, boot camp, like all that stuff. And, and I loved it the second time around. I think yeah. I was too young the first time. Makes sense. And like couldn't handle it. But the second time I, it was so challenging. And after doing, um, 13, which I'm sure we'll talk we're, about. We're going to get to 13. Um, so you shot like, season one of Mighty Ducks, then did 13, and then shot season two of yes, Mighty Ducks. Yes. Great. So after doing the dancing, my body felt warmed up. <laughs> um, after your summer fun. break of 13, you were ready to conquer all the I was ready to conquer anything. Great. Um, um, yeah. To just sort of kind of put a bow on the Mighty Ducks experience before we talk about 13, um, they let you sing on that show. Was that something that you anticipated having, no. ha you know, happen? Not at all. Um, it was so weird also because the first time I sang, I sang I Dreamed a Dream. Yeah, I, I watched it this morning in preparation. For <laughs> so I was like, that's so like they clearly wrote that in for me, which is so wonderful because I... I, I always was like, when am I going to get to sing? Am I going to get to sing? And then it being a theater song was just like perfect. Um, and then in the, the second season, I did not know Landslide at all, uh -huh. which is so strange. It's a that, great like, song that you should know. So I know. You know like now, now I love it because I had to listen to it like 30 million times. But yeah, no, I didn't know it. So it was kind of nice to have like, a song that I was very overly familiar with and then one I didn't know at all. Yeah. Um, so it was a good combination. And that whole experience was pretty positive, you would say, like to have your first TV experience yeah. be for Disney Plus and be kind of a oh, Disney yeah. kid. Like, I'm sure that was well, felt really cool. I'm, 
definitely the first season for us was nowhere near easy because we we picked up in August of 2020 after filming the pilot. So we were right in the height of COVID and like everyone was just kind of on their toes. Um, It was, it was like a pretty long process that time, but the second time we came back strong and had a more like clear setup of what we were doing. And then everything felt like a nice finale. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Let's talk about 13. So were you very obsessed with the musical? Did you know the musical? Had you been in it before you shot the movie? No, but I've always wanted to be. And I'm obsessed with it still. Um, I love Ariana. She's like, literally she's your queen she's your she's your she's your whole mm -hmm, whole personality (laughs) so um i was like when they announced it was becoming a film i was like i need to be in this i don't know how but i need to be in it so i ran and told john like they're making this a movie what um can i audition and this was uh right as soon as i got home from the pilot Mm -hmm. and I remember I I went in, I sang Four Forever, my 16 bar cut, um, I, just for a general, like I wasn't yeah. trying to audition for a lead or anything, but um, then COVID happened and this movie kind of got on a shutdown. Yeah. And then when I was filming season one, I still didn't hear literally anything for months until November of 2020 after auditioning in February. And I heard that they wanted me to have a callback for this character named Malcolm. And I was like, oh my God. Like that's when I started like freaking out. Cause this was my first ever like callback, I think besides cool. So I was wow. like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is, this is really cool. I love this movie. And I read the sides. I sang a song, still didn't hear anything until the end of the year when they did this like dance callback. And then that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I saw the choreo and was like, I can't do this. But 
apparently I was good. And uh, um, did they write Carlos for you or was that always in the script? It was always some variation of Carlos, but it wasn't Carlos. And the reason why it was Carlos is because I didn't get the part originally. Like, that's why this story is so weird. Because I did the screen test and everything after that dance callback and I didn't get it. So So you got a call from John that was like, hey, it's not going your way. You didn't get 13. No. Okay. Say more. Then what happened? It was got a done. And then... I think a month and a half later, I was on my way to Hawaii uh, just for fun. Great. Uh, Love it. And then I get a call from John and he's like, hey, Luke. And I'm like, hi. And I was on hiatus. So I was like, really on my toes. Like, what's going on? And then he was like, Jason, Robert Brown just called me. And I was like, why? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? And then he was like, um, he called me and says that that they have a role for you and that they really want you to be in this movie and it's a different deal, but they just want you in it period. Like, will you do it? And I was like, will I do it? Of course I will do it. Yeah, duh. And fine. there was this description of the character, which is a lie. Um, <laughs> like the character just was not what I was told at all, but I didn't care at all. Yeah, you're like, it. I'll, I'll be in Canada tomorrow. Just uh-huh. let's go. So, yeah. They casted the whole thing, the whole thing. I was the last one. And all the kids told me that too. They were like, one day we just looked at the call sheet and saw your name and freaked out. Um, Cause apparently they knew me. So I was yeah. like, Oh, this is so weird. Like I'm going to cry. And then when I got there, I had to quarantine for 17 days. Mm-hmm. Cause it yeah. was even worse. You shot the summer of 21. We had just finished the Nate movie. Uh-huh. At, and In you Toronto? guys started literally. No, we've shot it here. But you guys started the uh, week we were finished or something. Because I was maybe going to work. It's a whole yeah. other story. But I was well aware of like your production schedule. And I was like, this is going to be hard. Yeah. Um, yes. So we were in the height of like COVID in Toronto. And it was like a stay at home order. So every single day, we rehearsed for two months. We had to wear a K95, like a face shield while dancing for hours. And I am not a dancer. I wouldn't even call myself a strong mover, maybe a mover. So I was like, "Um, what am I going to do here? And it took a lot of motivation. But because of how wonderful our choreographers were, I picked it up super fast because everyone had already been like learning the music, the dances. I came in late. I was like, oh no. And then, and then, yeah, everything went so wonderfully. Like the movie, um, it was such a good time. It was so fun and like different from anything I'd ever done. I've been doing like hockey and that's not my like true passion. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like a movie musical, it's like mm -hmm. a very big deal. What was your experience like working with Jason? Oh my God. He was so great. And, um, I remember just when I first met him on the zoom, he was telling me that people were like telling him to check me out and stuff and like, listen to my voice. I was freaking out about that for days. And then when I met him in person and in Georgia, who I'm sure, you know, yeah, of course, um, who are just wonderful and the most talented and they were hard at work because they were writing so many new songs for the movie and like changing a bunch of things because we had to make it like PGified. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> um and then yeah, and then and then um also Tamra, who's just wonderful, um was 
so great and like giving us like she met with all of us privately and was like talking to us about the movie and just like the whole exposition and everything so it was so it was so much more comfortable for me having a team that was knowing that this was probably like a lot of our first times being on a set and like yeah doing this this thing so um was there anything you were sad there's like a bunch of songs that are cut for the movie is there anything that like makes you super sad that's not in the movie i was dying for it can't be true to be in the movie oh, I, I know right i love that and i thought i think it would fit really well I, although i do agree with a lot of the musical cuts that they made yeah. um because of making it a film uh yeah no that one no i don't agree with i need that song. okay we'll we'll so, put it in in the revival yeah. you're great in it it's a really good time um we mm-hmm. have to talk about your upcoming movie theater camp which i think is going to be like a very very big deal um and the other so. day at rehearsal you said like i'm just like very excited about it uh-huh. because of your excitement you know so um the excited. way that you the way that you're talking about the movie is make, mm-hmm. making me feel like we're in for quite a treat so mm-hmm. what can you tell us about mm-hmm. this noah galvin ben Platt um, film that's uh, directed by uh, who's directing your movie? Um, Molly, Molly Gordon. Yes. yes, and I'm obsessed with her from Good Boys. Have you ever seen that movie? Of course, I've seen Good Boys. My best friend was Thor. Oh, okay. Good Boys yeah. is the greatest movie. Like oh, I have sorry. the truly the the funniest movie. If you're not seeing Good Boys, stop so what you're good. doing. Watch Good Boys. Okay. Watch. So tell us what you can about this movie. What can we expect, especially for um, the theater kids okay. listening? What I can say is that this movie is we all filmed it thinking it was going to be funny, right? We knew it was going to be funny, but it just came out like 10 times more hilarious and so just silly. And, and you just, every single person in this film is having so much fun on screen. And I think that's just the best part um, is that everyone, this movie was in the works for so long with Ben and Noah and them. So, and and all the cast knew that. So we were like, we got to give this our all. And you can really feel everyone like, it feels like camp. It's just, um, one of the best things about it is that it's a mockumentary. So okay. um, it's, <laughs> it's very like seriously unserious. Um, okay. And there are definitely some scary and serious topics in it, such as death. Um, okay. and, a coma, and a coma. All right. Uh, the movie's about how the one, the woman who runs this camp falls into a coma and her son has to run it. Um, and he Fabulous. is some crypto bro dude who's played by the wonderful Jimmy Tatro. Um, so yeah, he's just ridiculously funny. And now Amy Sedaris is in this movie. As oh my well. God. Yes. Now- Luke, you don't She's understand shown. my She's obsession. She's the one who falls into a coma. I'm, oh my God. My obsession with Amy Sedaris is like 10 out of 10. And oh. I'm so supremely jealous that you were in a movie with her. I didn't meet her. Oh, well. At um, the, did you, but you guys did Sundance and the movie like was like, oh, yeah. everyone talked about it at Sundance. Was Who was there? What was yeah. Sundance like? Sundance was so great uh, because it was the first time I got to see the movie. So... Um, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I can't say that, but I just thought it for after. What I can't say is musically, there are a lot of things I'm excited for. Okay. Because 
I I can't say who, but there are just some great, great moments. Um, and, um, and Ben, and, and it's so weird because it's original, but it almost feels like, how did these people come up with this story? Like, like, it's just, it's so you, cause it's real. They all went to camp and it's kind of just their story. And because it's their story, they felt more connected to it. I could tell. So they made it, they, they made it that experience for us too. And like, um, one of the things I can say is Ben in this movie, I have always been a Ben Platt fan, but like he, he kills it. This is it. Um, I'm very excited. I can't wait for it. When is this movie out? Do you know? Um, I think Summer? July 14th. Okay. July. Yeah. Summer. It's going to be, it's going to be a uh, hot camp summer. Yeah. <laughs> I well, can't wait. Um, yeah. It's going to be huge. You must feel so much, you must feel so much more centered, like on set now, having done mm-hmm. 20 episodes of Mighty Ducks, all of this America's Got Talent, uh, oh, you know, wow. a, a, a feature you know, Netflix film, when you like sort of entered the world for theater camp, do you, you had to have felt so different about who you are and what you know you can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, Also something that I want to note is like, I, I filmed theater camp the day after I wrapped season two. So I literally got on a plane and thank God I did because I felt so in the process of filming that I was like, so ready for it. I didn't need to and I feel like if I did take a break, then I would have been like out of it. So I'm really glad that I didn't. And yeah, I felt so comfortable. Also, like I was the biggest Ben Platt fan like ever. Like it was not okay. So going into this experience, I was the most nervous I've ever been for anything wow. because I was like, this man is so talented. Like what am I, how am I in a movie with him? Like, you know, when you like meet, you're yeah. like biggest, biggest, biggest like celebrity. It's it's. That. You're also that? not meeting him. You're not meeting him at the stage where you're doing. A I movie know. Movie. So I know. It's like so. you're ultimately. I mean, yes, he's a probably first on the call sheet, but you know, mm. you you're. It's not like oh, I went to a fan autograph signing. Like I you know. are an actor in a film with him. Like you should be. It's amazing yeah. what you've done. And now you're sort of like coming back to the theater via Broadway Workshop Project Broadway in you're in town playing Bobby Strong. And I can tell you listeners that Luke is giving one hell of a performance. I cry mm. laughing. You're so funny. And obviously you sing like a dream in the show. Um, how how does it feel to sort of come back to theater in this way that does feel like with your peers? You know, obviously you have this very big career. You could be doing anything, but you're mm. sort of choosing to do this, which warms my heart and soul. And I love having you here. But uh, sort of tell me about the thought process of like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Like, well, I, I'm so first of all, Broadway Workshop is just the greatest. I like, not only is it fun, but it's just so real. And it's like, you're like, it's just so real. Cause it's like, it really does prepare you for like, for like the real deal. Like I like every time I go to rehearsal, I feel like I'm scared of Mark. I'm going to know my stuff and I'm going to be good. So it's that kind of thing. It's like, I do want to have fun when I do theater and I do want to have great friends and, and nice people to guide me along the way. But I also want to do a show that that's has a strong foundation yeah, um, and a strong team. So, well, we're, we're delivering it and you are, it's going to be really great. Oh yeah. Um, what are you most excited to do in the show? 
Like what song are you most excited to like tear apart with those vocals? I think I'm, I think I'm really excited for Run Freedom Run because I haven't like riffed like that in a minute. So I can't wait. Um, well, it's going to be brilliant. So people should come see you and you're in town. You're in cast B, but you mm-hmm. can come see any cast, but come see Luke yeah. in his cast B performances of you're in town and you can get tickets at broadwayworkshop.com slash tickets. Um, and uh, you truly do not disappoint. And I'm so, so proud to have you back at Broadway Thank Workshop you. center stage in you're in town. It's been like such a dream. All right. We have to do quick fire questions, but I have one more big yes. question for you. Um, you have become sort of a fashion icon young Hollywood fashion icon. Um, And uh, you're serving unbelievable looks on the red carpets of all of these shows and Kids' Choice Awards and award ceremonies and things like that. Where does this style like fire come from and how do you find it for each of these events? You keep topping yourself. It's so cool to watch. Thank you. Um, Well, I think I just, I knew that I I was going to want to like make a statement on the carpet like um after I finished um theater camp I was like because this was theater camp was the first time I was doing a queer role and obviously as a queer actor it meant a lot to me that I like saw so much of myself in that part and I spent a lot of time worrying about that in the industry like even when I was auditioning for Christopher I was like do I really care about what this is going to do to my career? Like, not at all. Like, because this is me. Like, and that's what I had to sit up down for myself a long time with. Like, I don't care that people know, like, who I really am. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I have to stop worrying about that kind of stuff. And it's so stupid and horrible that I have to even worry about it to begin with. Because no one should have to worry about that. Like, um, so I, and, and once I figured that out with myself and, felt comfortable, you know, with, um, that like kind of relationship with my family, like yeah. filling all in on, on me, which I'm sure it wasn't hard to guess. Um, I was like, you um, felt a freedom that you could yeah. design and play and come up with things. And I'm sure you must hear from young people all the time that are like, thank you for being your mm-hmm. full self, because it gives me confidence to be mine, you know? Yes. Honestly, sure I that, do hear that, that feel great. I hear that from a lot of young people um, who it's mostly like young people around my age who, who are, who are like part of the LGBT community. And it's, and it's so great. Cause it's like, this is why I started doing it to kind of just let everyone know, like, come on, like serve. Like if you want to serve, <laughs> like. And when you it. are your most full self, I think that mm. is when you find the most success because mm-hmm. people want to write things for you and create things for you. And you're mm-hmm. not just stepping into someone else's part. Like you are creating your own thing. I mean, your Bobby is so different than our other Bobby and they're both mm-hmm. magical. So I can't even imagine like you and where your career is going to go and the things that people are going to create Thanks. for you are, is going to be remarkable. You are, you are such an unbelievable talented human. And we're so Thank glad you. to have you in on the earth doing your thing. All right. Are you ready for Broadway Workshop Quickfire questions? Yes. I'm, I'm okay. Ready. What was your first audition song? The Lamest Place in the World from 13. <laughs> All right. First Broadway show you saw? Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, my God. That's wild. Yes. Um, current Broadway obsession? Parade. Yeah. Then Mr. Ben Platt mm. and Michaela Diamond. We can't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last Broadway show you saw? 
Kimberly Akimbo. Do you love? Love. I've seen it three times now. I'm obsessed with it too. I think it's so good. Mm. Um, have you seen Leah and Funny Girl? No. I oh my Julie. I've seen Beanie. You gotta get you gotta see, you gotta see, you gotta see Miss Michelle. Is it is it worth it? I I'm gonna tell you, I paid six hundred dollars. The most I have ever paid. I went to her first show and I got a house seat. I sat there by myself. There was like a lot of friends around. But like uh-huh. I was, my jaw was under my seat. It's the most thrilling performance I've ever seen in my life. So oh, I'm gonna have to go. You have to, you have to go. Okay. Um, one thing you wish you knew about filming a TV show before you started. Ooh, um, it's very temporary. So enjoy it and give your 100 percent every day. Okay. Mm. If you could be in any Broadway show, past or present, what would it be? Mm, mean girls yeah right oh killer okay we'll talk about it offline um what is your (laughs) starbucks order um if i want a refresher i'm gonna get a mango dragon fruit lemonade but if i want like coffee i'm gonna get a iced white chocolate mocha okay you heard it here folks um Mm -hmm. can you name two real housewives no, I don't watch the real high spies. It's okay. You're not garbage. It's not horrid. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> what was your fa- what has been your favorite red carpet outfit since you've been red carpeting? Ooh. Um, okay. I had my really good friend make me a custom like lavender um glitter outfit that I wore to the 13 premiere. And it was this, and it had this gorgeous like pink ch- pearl train. And the like fur around the cuffs. It was just, it was lovely. It was everything. Um, Favorite song to sing when no one's home. Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Great. So then you're probably going to have the answer to this question. Who's your pop music obsession? Uh, Beyonce or Ariana. Yes. Okay, great. Um, Okay. One show you're okay with never seeing again. Um... The girl from the North Country. <laughs> Sorry, it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for you. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. A performer you'll drop everything to see. I think we know the answers to those. Um, like a Broadway performer? Well, let's or? go, yeah, let's go Broadway, not Ben Platt, because we already know you yeah, love it. Well, we know that. Um honestly, I would pay massive amounts of money to see Shoshana on a stage again because she's just effervescent. She is effervescent. Um, did you see her in her last Broadway show? Uh, um, with- Mr. Saturday yes, Night. Yes, I did. I did. I did. She was so good. I was she like, was so oh, good. you are an actress. She, and- I know. I thought her acting especially, I was like, wow. Well, we did that workshop. You did that workshop that she taught at Broadway Workshop. And I yes. was so blown away by her coaching was all about the acting because the singing is so easy for her that like she really focuses on the acting. It kind of blew my mind because you sometimes think people who can sing like that are just focusing on the singing, but in fact, they are not at all. She can sing anything. It's insane. All right. A couple more. What is one thing you wish people knew about America's Got Talent? Ooh, that there's so like, you don't have to just sing. Like if you have a talent and you're good at it and you know, you're good at it, then try it out and do the talent. Yeah. Um, what is the best advice you have ever been given? Um, I think definitely to just kind of like to focus in more because there have been times where I 
feel like I know what I'm doing, but because like, especially when I'm doing a, a series and it's so long towards the end, I kind of lose motivation. Mm-hmm. And just, I've had a lot of people tell me to focus in and remember what you're doing to begin with. And, and once I like put it all in perspective and like click into reality, then I'm, I'm better. I think that's a real thing for a lot of people who are doing yeah. a lot of episodes of something. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, where are we? What's happening mm-hmm. now? And so any way that you can sort of like look inward and go, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. This is the story I'm telling. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's that simple and, yeah. and you get right back in it. Um, Luke, tell the people where they can follow you to see what's up. You can follow me at the Luke Islam on all socials and come see you're in town and come see you're in town and watch Luke in uh theater camp this summer. Oh um, yeah. And we're going to be, that's a full theatrical release, like in the movie theater. Yes. Yes. You know, um, my first one. That's a sleigh. Um, mm-hmm. Luke, I'm obsessed with you. Thank you for joining us for little me growing up Broadway. Thank it's been like so me. fun. Yes. I'll and, see you uh, when we return. You'll see, you'll see me when we return. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll see us both. You can come to your in town and see us both. Because um, exactly. I will be there. And friends, I will be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Luke, thank you again. You're the best. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network. And edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash little me. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.